What is up, everybody? This is Recap Rewind. I'm JLag, and this episode is recapping, reviewing Riverdale Season 6, Episode 6, and it's called Chapter 102, Death at a Funeral. This week, NB is out on vacation, but joining me this episode, she no longer needs an introduction, our friend Macy, aka No Context Riverdale. Welcome back to Recap Rewind. I'm so happy to be back. <laughs> Thanks for coming. And of course. Don't forget to stay tuned to the very end uh, for our recap roundups, our MVPs, our LVPs, our best moments, WTF moments, and best lines. So make sure you are sticking around for that. As always, to our listeners and our brand new ones, thank you for joining us. Don't forget to like, comment, and subscribe to the channel. Let's get into this episode, Macy. Yes. So before we get into like the nitty gritty, what were your general thoughts on the episode? So I've learned to just roll with the punches with Riverdale. Yeah. Especially after, you know, last week with the premiere, totally took Riverdale in another direction, which I didn't think there was another direction to go in. Yeah. I feel like they've done everything. <laughs> exactly. Clearly not. No. <laughs> um, I really liked this episode, and I actually liked this one more than last week's. For sure. So... I feel like there was a lot more like interesting stuff going on this yeah, week totally i agree with you 100 it was definitely better than last week's episode mm -hmm. just because i think last episode there were too many things happening like we got all yes. the new stuff happening the superpowers the magic and like the possession and this it was episode, a lot at once <laughs> it was a lot at once a little too much and this episode i feel leveled us out a bit quite like quite a bit actually mm -hmm. and you know we got I, I was I wasn't mad or annoyed by how the story is now playing out. Right. And it almost in a way I was like, okay, I see, I see that. I see that. Like yeah. let's 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 keep this moving. I'm 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 jumping in. Let's go in and let's just do this. I, I was actually surprised myself um how much I enjoyed the episode just because mm -hmm. there were so many new elements, like you were saying. Like we just got thrown so many last episode. So this episode I was worried that it was going to make me feel like, uh, this is not yeah. the direction I wanted Riverdale to go, but it's got some, it's got its own Riverdale flavor and I'm kind of into it. For sure. So I'm excited yes. to talk to you about all of it. And I think last week too, I think we were still thinking of how Rivervale ended. So we're like, yeah. oh no, what happened at the end of season five that we're supposed to be keeping up with? Right. For Riverdale. Yes. So there was a lot of confusion there for me too. Yeah, I agree. I know that jump in between those six, seven episodes that we got in the beginning of the season um definitely like confused me. And mm -hmm. I was like, when's the last time we saw Hiram? What were they about to do to him? Yeah, like yeah. it was yeah. so it was like a whole season ago, or at least half a season ago, right? Yeah, so, you have to like remember that those things didn't happen in Riverdale. Exactly. So you kind of have to forget that. Yeah. But I, I, and I'm sure you notice it as well. And I think it happens again this episode, but a lot of the things that happened in River Vale are kind of mirroring in their own way in the real they world. They are. So like this one, I think the big mm -hmm. one was like Glenn dying, where in River mm -hmm. Vale, he was killed by 
Betty, but in yeah. this one, he was killed by the TBK. I did, I did notice that. It's like in its own Riverdale way, these things are still happening. Yeah, yeah. So it's really interesting that way. But let's get right into it. The first scene we see is Jughead is back to his kind of monologue starting the episode. Um, and he's talking about losing his hearing. And he's really, really upset about this kind of new world that he has to now adapt to. Um, and then it cuts to Archie and he hired his whole crew to help, you know, set up his house and fix it up. Um, we got Uncle Frank and Betty and a bunch of other people, people that he hired to help with um, fixing the house. And uh, it really quickly cuts to I think the first dialogue piece that we get is a cute little scene with Barchi. Um, <laughs> a cute little, yeah. and by cute I mean she uh, Betty is trying to crush his hand in a yes. <laughs> I I put in my notes cute Barchi moment trying to hurt Archie, yeah. and I can't imagine anybody who doesn't watch the show reading that and be like, sorry, what? Yeah, exactly. <laughs> but it makes total sense to us yeah i'm sitting there being like oh she's literally just trying to crush his hand but it's kind of cute like i'm watching it 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 was a really cute like just casual relationship moment yeah well casual as in riverdale casual for sure for sure no they got super powers now (laughs) so speaking of which that's what archie kind of says he's like i guess i'm a superhero now and he's really excited about it like it's kind of archie's like dream come true becoming Mm -hmm. this superhero with superpowers um and uh then they start talking about whether or not uh either of them have reached out to jughead and betty says you know i tried to reach out to him he hasn't really answered any of my messages um and archie says i'll check in with him later um it's interesting because you know when we look at Riverdale where we're at now versus, you know, years ago when this first started, how mm-hmm. tight knit they are. And I think this episode um, and a few other things happen this episode really show that like that core four that we all like grew and love, like grew to love mm-hmm. is very separate. Like, you know, Barchi's doing their own thing. Jughead's really doing his own thing. And Veronica's very much so like on her yeah. own tip so it's interesting they've to got see. their all their own like storylines exactly yeah. exactly um so then it cuts to thornhill and britta comes downstairs and talks to nana about cheryl she's like something's off with cheryl and right off the top um she says Cheryl's soul is now untethered and into like, you know, it's disappeared into the nothingness and all that mm-hmm. remains is Abigail because I put together this spell um, and now she's embodying Cheryl's body. Um, one thing I will say really quickly before we get into it is I was really happy that they weren't kind of pussyfooting around the mystery of whether or not Abigail was like that answer was answered by Nana. Mm-hmm. Like she wasn't, she wasn't pretending. She wasn't lying to anybody at this yeah. point. She was like, Britta, Britta, this is the tea. <laughs> you yeah. know? Cheryl's gone and now it's just Abigail. What did you think of how that kind of was just like done? Well, I had never seen Nana Rose so lively. <laughs> like in the past seasons, like this one, she is just like, I don't know. She, it's just so funny to see her have more dialogue and like yeah. part of the storyline. Um, I do love that we're getting to see Abigail 
and just see how she interacts in Riverdale in modern times. It's it's so funny because I feel like nobody is going to know that Cheryl is being inhabited by an 1800s witch because they literally talk the same. I know. Like, I they s- literally have the same dialogue. <laughs> I saw that tweet, and I think you either liked yes. it or re- I was like, this is the truest thing. And it's so, so funny because... They have the same vocabulary. Yeah, you would never know. You really would no. never know because she sounds... And it's funny because Tony even says, she's like, she doesn't really sound like herself yeah. and i'm like doesn't she though <laughs> like she yeah. she's, she sounds pretty close to what she used to sound like <laughs> um so yeah um, so abigail goes downstairs and um we kind of find out what nana's big plan is which is essentially uh she wants to take back riverdale like she wants the former glory days of the blossoms kind of ruling the town and that's why she like that was her main purpose of bringing abigail back and Abigail seems like she's kind of down for it. And they say that they want to start with the council. So the council of four. So that's Tabitha, Alice. Who else is on there? Um, Frank, and Frank and Tony. Tony. Right. Yes, mm-hmm. yes, yes. Um, and then, it, so then it cuts to Jughead again, talking to Archie or trying to talk to Archie. Mm-hmm. And uh, Archie's having to use, you know, cue cards to write and kind of asking questions and in this moment we find that archie's asking if he noticed anything weird that happened since the explosion aka asking if he's kind of triggered any superpowers right and jughead's like outside of me going completely deaf like no (laughs) so right (laughs) thanks for reminding me they really need to invest in a dry erase board that is a lot of paper Thank you so much for saying that. I was watching with my husband yesterday and I, he literally was like, who, like, there was no one who would just be like, <laughs> writing I, like, all these I totally notes. get in true Riverdale fashion, old school, but old come school. on. Yeah. Tabitha, yeah. please get a dry erase board. Yeah. That's like, come on, save the environment a little bit. Like, we, we, yes. we, don't, we don't need those props right now. No. Uh, uh, that's so funny that you mentioned that. Um, so then we get a cut to uh, Veronica um, telling Reggie the bad news that her dad's body has been found um, and, you know, he was tied up and then he was burnt. Um, the first question that I have before we keep that, uh, keep talking about this scene is, do you think that that's sus? Like, let's get it out of the way. Is it sus that his body Absolutely. was burnt? <laughs> yeah, you think so? Absolutely. When okay. Reggie said, like are you sure it's not just you know fake fake or whatever i was like i was like i if we don't see a body i don't trust i mean i know last season i definitely said that about polly and we never saw it that's a totally different thing she's not evil so it's like this is a whole different thing he was burned yeah Yeah. okay i don't believe it it was and then that's the thing i feel like i would have believed it up until the point that they said his body was burnt essentially Mm -hmm. i would have said okay he they tied him up they put him in a shallow grave and you know uh, anatole sent the picture and then that was it but the fact that she added that little extra element to the fact that the Mm -hmm. body was burnt i was like uh because if they wouldn't if they wouldn't have said that, we would have assumed he was in the casket at the right. funeral. Yeah. So exactly. now we know that was just kind of there. Yeah. And he obviously was burned. Burned. Which, Beyond yeah, I don't recognition. I yeah. Nope. 
I, I just, yeah, I, I was talking and in the last podcast, NB was like in full denial that that was going to be the case. And I was more on the lines of, uh, I don't know. I feel like this is kind of it for Hiram. Like when I think about his story, his trajectory, what he's done, um, like how Riverdale, the story has kind of used his character. I don't know mm -hmm. if there's much more that I would want for him to come back to. So that part of me is also feeling like, ah, uh, mm -hmm. like even even with knowing that there was that burnt sus situation, I still yeah. think even the way the story kind of ended with, you know, the voice note and all that stuff, I'm like, I think he I think we're supposed to feel like he's actually 100% dead, but right. you never know. It's true. You really you, never, you never know. No, it's, it's hard to really say. No, 100%. you really, you really don't. Yeah, it's true. Um, so Reggie in this moment, he gets really mad at Veronica because just last episode, she lied to him and he's like, why did you lie to me? And she says like, I didn't want to be judged by you. Um, you know, it was a hard moment for me. And, uh, she just goes on to say, you know, you just got to suck it up because I'm going to plan a memorial for my dad at the casino and my abuelita's coming. My mom's planning to come. Like everybody's showing up. So like, you got to like, keep it on the quiet right now. Yeah. Um, and he, he kind of goes back to say like, should I say sorry for your loss or should I say congratulations? <laughs> I loved that part. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> and, uh, Veronica is like, honestly, I don't know what you want, like what to say at this point. I feel like she's having a lot of conflicting feelings about the fact that she killed her dad. For sure. Yeah. <laughs> um, so then it cuts to Pop's diner and Kevin, um, talks to his he's talking to his dad and he has baby anthony beside him and he decides that he wants to um become a deputy uh, uh, for his dad and his dad's like if that's what you want we'll do that and uh, he was super <laughs> excited about it um but my question was why would becoming a deputy <laughs> help with protecting baby Anthony <laughs> in a situation? Who's gonna where, watch him? Yeah, like now. you're just yeah, you're like you added another job. Like, are you not still working at the school? Like, what's going on? Oh, like, right. Yeah, Is he so I'm still just a like, teacher. Yeah, like if you need to be taking oh, care of this baby, like what's I happening? I do remember last season he did say he didn't want to be a teacher anymore. Oh, so we just assume um, that he like decided to leave I, Riverdale. I guess, I guess Bye. so. Okay. Um, also, I'm so tired of them saying baby Anthony. We know he's a baby now. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> we get it at this point. Baby Anthony, baby Anthony, baby Anthony. It's like Bloody Mary. Just call him Anthony. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> um, so, yeah, I was kind of confused as to why he's deputy. It doesn't play into this episode at all. So I'm just no. like where they once again kevin is like just like cheryl soul <laughs> in the nothingness in the ether doing its own thing <laughs> doing its own thing exactly <laughs> um so then it cuts to the andrew's house um hashtag dorito sponsorship like we get that shot where he's just eating the bag of chips love it <laughs> adding it to my yeah. folder of all the chips yeah, you need to do like a full montage now of all the different chips. I thought about it. I thought about it. Um, and Betty gets a call um, that Glenn has gone MIA. He, like, you know, they don't know where he is. He was supposed to leave and then he never returned or they never heard from him again. So now she thinks something's up. Mm -hmm. Cuts to the casino and uh, her abuelita shows up. Veronica's abuelita shows up and she starts talking to her. 
Um, and she, we are introduced to a new character, uh, her godson, Geraldo, um, mm-hmm. who plays quite a big part in this episode. Um, but what were your first impressions of him? I don't trust him. Yeah. There, there's something going on, and I think he might work for Hiram. Ooh, that yeah. just gives me chills. That is I, a I mean, good theory. Who knows with Riverdale, but I feel like them introducing him, he's he's going to continue to be in future episodes. Right. Like just something gave me that feeling. Something. Yeah, that's a really good take. Now that as we go through the notes, I want to see uh, keep that in mind as yeah. we go through. Because there are some things that you could think are a little bit more suspicious if you know that he's mm-hmm. working for Hiram. Or even for Abuelita. Like, at this point... I don't right? know what Abuelita's game is, but it might not be like a hundred percent, you know, like she honest. she was a little like not very like upset. Yeah. She, I mean, I know she kind of expected it, but I she wasn't even crying. Like it was just yeah. like in, interesting. And with that in mind, she does ask in the scene uh, if Veronica could do the eulogy. And a part of me is almost like now that I'm thinking about it, I'm like, is she just doing it to kind of like test her or like rub it in her face a little bit yeah. like i know what you did and you're not gonna get away with it like it's now i'm very yeah. interested in that storyline <laughs> um see that this is why crazy. we have you on the pod this is yeah. why because we need we need the different theories um so then it cuts to jughead talking to tabitha and uh you know she's trying to help once again using the one note card for every sentence yeah she just wants to know how she can help and he basically says there's nothing that she can really do right now for him um but she's earnestly trying like poor tabitha you know i she she was such a great character she's still such a great character but like this Mm -hmm. episode it just showed how much heart she has as a person um and uh yeah i love her for sticking by jughead through all of this i do too and a lot of people say are like oh they seem like friends and it's like no she's she's just being there for him she's being like so supportive like how you should be in a relationship like exactly i I see i love them together honestly me too too. they're just they're so sweet they're such a sweet couple for sure um so then it cuts to f uh betty at the fbi office And she's looking through some of the pictures um, and she starts to have a really bad migraine. She's like, oh, my head, her, um, you know, one of her coworkers comes by, checks in on her and she drops off a little box and says, oh, this came for you. When she opens it, it's a box with a foot in it, which is probably the is it the second or third time that Betty's been sent a body part from a murderer? I... The last time I can remember was uh, the finger. Yes, that's, the that's finger, the Christmas episode. Yeah. So I think it's the second time. All right. But I definitely kept thinking, like, what's in the box? <laughs> like, was that like a oh, nod man. to that too? Yeah, 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 <laughs> for sure. <From> seven. Yeah. <laughs> Open the box. Yeah. Um. So then, so she's so it's obviously Glenn's foot. Uh, she's kind of freaking out about it. Cuts to the council meeting, and um, you know, as they're going through the orders of business, Veronica stands up and lets everyone know that her dad is dead. The reactions are varied. Some are shocked. Some are 
Um, no one's clapping, but everyone's kind of just like, oh, 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 oh. And then she just sits down and that was kind of the end of like, yeah, like no one, they were like, moving on to the next point. And I was like, oh, okay. <laughs> like, we're just gonna. What, I thought that was kind of interesting in a way that um, she announced Hiram was dead and then immediately the new Hiram stands up and yeah. like talk. So I think that was kind of like maybe what they were doing with kind that. Kind of like a handoff. Right. Yeah. Yeah. So, yeah, as you mentioned, Percival Pickens stands up right after that is said. And he says he just moved to Riverdale. And we find out a little bit of history of the Pickens family and the fact that they have a connection to the Blossom family um, because Abigail recognizes him in the crowd or the name Pickens. Mm -hmm. And then um, Nana kind of whispers and says, like, yeah, we did have a bit of a relationship with them but it didn't go so well like it went pretty sour um so i'm interested to see how that's going to play obviously um how that's going to play out um he does say something before he gets cut off that i have a question for you maybe you have a theory he says i have all these great ideas about the town and what i want to do with it um first thing i would like like we should remove and then he gets cut off what do you think he was he was like about to say i think that i saw a synopsis for a future episode maybe i dream this not 100 percent sure but um i'm pretty sure that he wants to get rid of the serpents oh like he wants to get rid of the gangs in town got it got it i think i think that's what it is especially like when he says remove and then tony comes in and says sorry i was dealing with a gang matter yeah i think that was also hinting to that that's interesting so so that might play into a potential feud then with the mm-hmm. blossoms because abigail wants to protect tony right or what right. do you think is gonna yeah yeah, I think definitely that because it seems like Cheryl's, uh, well, not Cheryl, Abigail, Abigail. Um, <laughs> her, uh, it, she she wanted to help Nana to begin with, but then when she saw Tony, I think what she wants to do in Cheryl's body is like, has changed now. She wants to focus specifically on Tony and that's it. Right. So I think that's also going to go with like the feud with Nana and Abigail because she doesn't want to do what Nana Rose wants anymore. Exactly. So. Exactly. So yes, yeah, so this is the moment where Tony comes in and uh, that's when Abigail's like, oh, that's my Thomasina. That's like her. Mm-hmm. Um, and uh, Britta kind of like whispers in her ear. She's like, yeah, that's Tony Topaz. And um, Abigail's like, this is my girl. Like, let's go. Mm-hmm. Um, so then it cuts to Jughead at home and he's trying to write and he's trying to focus himself but he just can't. And uh, he kind of like, you know, the camera pans over and he wants to go for a motorcycle ride. So that scene is just like, it kind of just cuts. Mm-hmm. And then it cuts to Archie and Veronica um, talking at the end, I guess at the end of the council meeting, just kind of having a little conversation. And, um, you know, he says like, sorry, how are you doing? And she's like, I'm doing okay. Um, and they talk about how um, they, you know, it was it was only a short period of time that they wanted to do something similar to Hiram. Um, right. But Archie goes on to say they probably wouldn't have gone through with it 
So like, it's just kind of a sad situation. Mm -hmm. What do you think the significance is of that conversation? Outside of the fact that I think that there was a, um, I think maybe even RAS had said that that was actually going to be played out and they were going to show him um, get killed in the woods, apparently. But they ended oh, up wow. not, not putting that in the writing um, or not not shooting it at all. But what did you think of that, of the significance outside of the fact that, you know, the Varchies of of the fandom were like, a crumb. Like, what, what did you think <laughs> of Well, okay, so... I, I'm a Varchie, but I will say that was a sweet, like, Varchie check-in moment for totally. just, you know, their friends still, like, just showing that they're still connected. Kind of like earlier when Betty was, like, I texted Jughead a couple times. They're, like, showing that they're still checking in on each other. Right. So I, I liked that. Um, but also, I had no idea that they were going to film that. Um, yeah, I think it was NB who told me. Um, that that was one of the intentions that he had, he had mentioned that they they were gonna they were gonna actually that was gonna be one of his demises and then they ended up changing it right so interesting yeah um I guess that means that maybe they changed it so that they could go the route where it's the fake out where it's the fake, and that's the only thing that I can <laughs> think of is like that that would be the only reason why you wouldn't go that far because if they do kill right. him then it's like the definitive end if we well, if we see it you know it, it happened so. yeah yeah exactly exactly um so yeah cute little Varchi check-in for sure uh then it cuts to Abigail talking to Britta at home and she wants like all the information she can get from uh, from about Tony and like who she is, like what she does, and uh, yeah, she wants to definitely pursue this woman. Um, then it cuts to Betty and Archie talking in her bedroom, and uh, you know this is after she finds the foot and um, she's talking to him and she says, you know, I'm pretty sure that Glenn could still be alive. Um, because that's what the TBK does. He chops people up slowly and makes them suffer. And then he, like, you know, hacks them up and then sends different body parts until they're dead. Um, mm -hmm. And, you know, Archie's worried about her. And she said, you know, I don't think you should worry about me so much because I have, like, the aura power. Um, but I'm more worried about, like, people like my mom and, like, other people in Riverdale because, you know, he can be going after them as well. So, right. You have to kind of devise what the next step is going to be outside of, you know, just kind of going after him somehow. Um, so then it cuts to Jughead kind of having this really quick scene where it's like slow motion of, you know, Tabitha like yelling at him um, because um, it shows him kind of all scraped up. And then he says it in the his like, you know, monologue that he, you know, he fell, he had an accident, he wiped out. Um, mm -hmm. but it was like the one time that he felt like he was alive, like nothing, nothing was a problem anymore. Um, but even as a Barchi, I, I'm, I hate that they keep doing the Jughead moments and then cutting to Barchi, like Jughead's so sad. And then they're showing like Barchi with their superpowers and all yeah, this. And it's yeah. like, You're like, Aw. Jughead just can't catch a break. Like no. really, he didn't need this. <laughs> No, he really didn't. <laughs> he really didn't need this. But yeah, I felt terrible for the fact that he's like kind of 
isolating once again into like a situation where right. i mean thankfully thank goodness he, he still has tabitha she hasn't been like peace exactly um, yeah but if she didn't have him or if he didn't have her then that that would be a bad situation he would be back in the whatever it's called the bunker yeah the bunker yeah yeah for sure um so then it cuts to uh betty uh you know she's back at the fbi office she's telling everybody about the tbk she's putting up posters and all this stuff but the one thing that i didn't understand and you know going back to wasting paper she she puts up these wanted signs of a guy with a trash bag on his head as if the tbk was gonna go to walmart and like wear a trash bag on his head and right we're gonna be like it's him right like like exactly what you said like he's just going to be walking around with the trash bag on like look at me on the trash bag yeah killer. <laughs> yeah exactly so all right i mean sure let's just keep it moving i guess um so it cuts to veronica and she opens the door uh from at the pembroke and she kind of gets this guy in her face a producer who's like you know sign sign this paper and then uh, you know, she signs it and then a whole camera crew comes in and, you know, they set up a shot for like behind her. And that's when we get our introduction to our girl, Hermione, who we haven't seen in a minute. Um, but she comes in very, very dramatic. Very. Uh, Veronica, you know, like very, very <laughs> dramatic. Um, or were you happy to see uh, Hermione back on the scene? I was happy to see her. Um I loved her entrance. It was yeah. great. Uh, I I do have some issues with, you know, how it all the plays whole, out. Right. Yeah. How it all plays out. But I do still love her. And I think her and Veronica can mend their relationship. Yeah. I have possibly. a lot of questions about yeah. her situation, which we'll definitely talk mm -hmm. about in a minute. Um, so then it cuts to Archie's place. And one of his workers uh, finds a piece of palladium and he hands it over to him. He's like, oh, I found this. And Archie's like, oh, awesome. You know, this is the stuff that, you know, it's worth a lot of money. Um, if you can find any more pieces, um, you can keep the next one. And the guy is like, sweet. And then he just kind of walks away. <laughs> I didn't really think much of it at that point in I time. I didn't either. I was like, okay, cool. He, you know, he just holds on to like the piece that he's been given. And then it cuts to the next scene because everyone's taking a break. And it shows Archie because, you know, uh, Alice is going around giving everybody coffee. He, they pour like a super hot cup of coffee for him. And everyone's like, ah, this is hot. This is hot. Mm -hmm. And, Archie's just out there like chugging the whole thing because he can't feel anything. And Frank kind of steps in and is like, yo, like that's hot. Aren't you like freaking out right now? And then Archie realizes what he did and he's like, oh yeah, yeah. It's super, super hot. So it happened this episode. It happened last episode. It happened again this episode in this moment. Frank, they keep cutting back to Frank kind of keeping an eye and, and noticing something fishy with like this whole situation with Archie. Right. Number one, do you think that that's going to come into play? And two, um, why do you think that they kept this a secret from the the rest of the adults in Riverdale? Like, why do you think that this is something that they need to keep under wraps? So I definitely think that, like you said, like Frank noticing something weird last episode and then yeah. uh, this week's episode, 
I definitely think he'll be like one of the first ones to figure out some things off. And mm. I think actually maybe it's just like person who loves Frank and Alice and me that he's going to talk to Alice about it (laughs) and they're going to like maybe figure something out and try to like see what's going on with them right um but also that's a good question I really don't know why they're not telling or maybe they're just waiting for them to get used to it and then tell I I don't know exactly yeah I I don't know superheroes don't tell you know everyone about their superpowers so maybe they're trying to keep it on the download for those reasons right yeah i mean but th- but at the same time i was like but it's frank and it's like even out like to your right. point it's alice like who what, what were they what would they do um, right. with that information outside of like try to help figure it out with them you know what i mean um i think unless, they'll be the first ones to find out though yeah for sure unless it's just a writing thing and they just want to keep kind of like the adults like on their own and you know, we still, I still, it's funny because I still see Archie and Betty as like kids, right? Especially when mm-hmm. the parents are around. So when you see these, you know, parent figures kind of around observing them and watching them, you're just like, okay, like engage, like <laughs> talk to each other. Right. Like, you know, can, we, you can guys... we get some moments, you know, exactly. where they're just like talking about these things? Exactly. Like, are you guys having dinner together every night? Like, what's the deal? Also, is Frank living with, the, in the Cooper house now, that's also just me wanting to know how Alice and Frank are doing. Yeah. <laughs> that's a really big question. And it's funny because I the last thing I want is something like sprung up on us, like halfway through yeah. the season where they're like, oh, we're together now. Like, by the way, just letting you know, you know. Yeah, I, I definitely don't want that either. And yeah. also like how Frank and Alice were in Riverdale, how much of that has transferred into Riverdale. So true, right? Because they, they didn't, didn't have that moment in Riverdale right, so right that's a really good point like, definitely I think that maybe we'll see Frank and Alice more when they're questioning what's going on with Betty and Archie right so. yeah that makes sense that makes sense like that they'll bring them together to kind of like investigate together because you're right they didn't have that moment yet like where they went on a date or he kind of told him told her about it, her his past right like that was all in Riverdale right Right. And is, if that is the case, how much of his past is true? Like, we don't really know much more about Frank outside of that. So, like, do you think that we're going to get that story again in in Riverdale? Or do you think that we're just going to assume that that was his history and we're going to say, like, okay, like, that's why they can't be together? Like, it's interesting that you mentioned that. I think maybe they might, like... I don't know, maybe like Frank and Alice have kind of started something and Alice mentions like, I know you're like hesitant about this because of blah, blah, blah. And that's how they mention it again, instead of having the whole conversation again. Yeah, yeah. That's a good point. Because I'd be like, didn't we already hear this? Yeah, no, that's a good way to do Mm -hmm. it for sure. Right. Take notes, Riverdale writers. (laughs) Um, So then we got um, Britta and Cheryl talking to Tony at school and... uh, or I should say Abigail. Abigail is like, I want to adopt Britta. And Tony's like, that's great. But there's a lot of things that have to happen before that. And essentially, Abigail is like, push forward, like completely hitting on Tony. Like, just saying like, yeah, like, oh, do you want to like come by later tonight and like talk about it more? Or, you know, he, she was very, very forward yeah. with her. Which Definitely. I- also, I'm just like Britta 
like, does she even want to be adopted by Abigail? By Abigail. <laughs> like... that, and that, that's a really good point because they make Abigail or they make Britta very, very obedient to Cheryl slash Abigail. And even when she turns into Abigail, she's very obedient. And it's it's just an interesting thing because like I'm I'm assuming that the reason why is like she she's in her mind she's like this is better than like my whole family rejecting me like at yeah. least I have someone who right. cares about me right even though it's like a ghost <laughs> essentially <laughs> which is like how did Britta um, just say okay this is cool like I'm let's all just about keep this. it moving yeah exactly she's not gonna turn to to Tony at any point and be like. By the way, this is what's happening. I mean, that might still happen. I just, yeah. I wonder what Britta's purpose is outside of, because at one point I was like, oh, she's going to find this out and then she's going to go tell people, but like she hasn't done it yet. So I'm like, okay, she's just going to like be around and like kind of keep an eye and help and be an apprentice and be mm-hmm. she said she was going to be essentially a mole <laughs> you know like abigail's already like sent her off to like be the person yeah. to like get more information so i don't know um but anyway tony says that she um she's going to be busy tonight but she's going to be working at the white worm so she, uh abigail decides that she's going to swing by so that's that i will say um just you know since we're gonna be talking about shoni for a second i'm sure um it was nice to see cheryl slash abigail or her character i should say just completely smitten by tony and yes. like hitting on her and it felt and and as adults it felt almost like a really cute like i don't know i loved the moment i was really into I did it too because we haven't gotten really any shawnee since they've been adults yeah so it's like it's it's just taken too long to get them back together it's taken a real long ass time i know it's really i'm i feel for the shawnee fans out there who really really want them to get together because it feels like there's going to be a few more steps until then um yeah but i guess one thing that we can talk about is you know, the fact that Abigail's going after Tony, saying, like, we're meant to be, like, all this stuff, and she's going to hit on her, and she's going to try to get her back, essentially. Mm-hmm. Is it still technically a Shoney relationship when oh, Cheryl man. isn't a part of the conversation? Oh, uh, I feel like you're ruining it when you say it like that. I know. <laughs> I know. I, I know I am. But I'm like, I got to say it. I got to say it. It's so true. But maybe like Abigail's forwardness with Tony will reignite something in Tony to be like, huh, I kind of miss Cheryl. Yeah, that's true. <laughs> and then they help to get Cheryl back or something like Britta and Tony have this thing mm. to get Cheryl back or whatever. Right. And just like maybe. she was saved, uh, you know, episodes like, you know, seasons ago from the asylum, like that, that would be a nice mm-hmm. like kind of full oh, circle yes. moment. yes yeah and they kiss oh my gosh i would yeah. love that epic iconic mm-hmm. um so that'll be interesting it's also i'm now i'm wondering and we can talk about it at the very end of the episode when she cracks the mirror but cheryl's still kind of inside of her somewhere like even though nana says right. that she's in nothingness or whatever it seems like she's still kind of contained in the body 
So mm-hmm. part of me also wonders how much of this she's observing. Like, is she observing her relationship that she's trying to grow with Tony? Is oh. she is she just going to sit there and be like, oh, I was there when you kissed her or I was there when we were talking about this. So, like, really, it was Abigail, but, like, I was there, too. Like, I just want to see how they're going to bring it all together, because if Cheryl yeah. just shows up, then it's going to be like a full reset. And then we're going to be two seasons from now like having to figure out whether or not Shoni are together you know that's very true because like it when cheryl is back in her body it's like she's gonna be like what happened yeah and then like someone has to tell her everything it's like oh okay this no, is I what's think, happened i think yeah. i think definitely what you're saying like cheryl knows what's going on yeah. inside wherever she inside is. wherever she is yeah exactly <laughs> wherever she is <laughs> All right, moving on, cutting to Veronica and Hermione at the Pembroke, and Kevin is sitting there sipping tea, just trying to hear the whole conversation. Mm-hmm. I, I just like just really quickly with Kevin. I just why did he need to be there? I knew that he. I know that they had to like make it like he's a huge fan of Real Housewives, but like. Did they have to make him the big fan? And did he have to sit there being like, I'm so excited to see your mom who I've known for the last 17 years. Like, I don't know. I don't know. And then like just his reactions. They just keep showing his reactions. It's like, give Kevin a real storyline. Give him a real story. Why is he sitting there? Like, go be a deputy. Like, now you're a deputy. Go take care of your the baby. Like, what are you doing? Baby Anthony. Like, come on. Where's baby Anthony? Um, so Hermione is putting on a bit of a show. Um, so, you know, talking about her dad and how she felt about her dad dying. Mm -hmm. Um, and Veronica says like, let's clear the room. I need to talk to you one-on-one. So everybody leaves. Obviously Kevin's like, ah, fine. He leaves. Yeah. Um, (laughs) And then Veronica goes right out and says like, I killed my dad. I killed Hiram. And... The first thing that I thought, because it's like typical Riverdale, like in my mind, I'm always like, is she mic'd? Like, <laughs> I thought that too. Oh my God. I thought it was going to be like, like, aren't they? Everyone's going to find out in that moment. Yeah, exactly. And then it was going to air on the Real Housewives. Exactly. But it doesn't seem like that's what they were playing at. But you never know. You never know. Um, so she does end up, you know, confessing that she did do it. And Hermione and Veronica have, like, one of my favorite moments between the two of them that I've probably ever seen. Like, the acting was fantastic between the two two of them, Marisol and Cammy, And um, it's a perspective that I think that you assume from Hermione, like, all these years. But you never hear her vocalize it. And I don't think there was ever an opportunity for her to vocalize this particular situation where she basically says, like, you know, your dad came into the picture and it was just us two in the beginning and he didn't love me. Um, and he always just loved you. Like you were his number one. And that's when Veronica has a bit of a breakdown moment. And she's like, I didn't realize that, you know, I wasn't being a good daughter to you and I'm sorry. And I want to mend that relationship. What did you think of that scene? I really loved it because I did love Hermione's dramatic entrance, but (laughs) I also was like, oh no, this is just going to be so fake. And she's just going to constant, she's not going to want to have any alone time with Veronica. She's going to everything recorded. Right. But like that moment was just, it just shows that Hermione's still there. Yeah. And it was a very vulnerable moment. Like it was very real. And like how Hermione says later, like it was very raw. Yeah. Um, 
and I, they definitely needed that conversation. 100%. Absolutely. With that. Yeah, it was a great conversation. Um, and then Archie, uh, so then it cuts to Archie and he's at home and he's upstairs and he starts to hear some creaking as he's like, you know, standing, picking up a tool and right away he falls right through the, to the, to the main floor. But this time, instead of being completely indestructible, he's now bleeding from his head. He's like in pain. And so now he's like, we're like, oh, the powers, are they temporary? Is he, you know, like he's starting to lose his powers. Um, oddly enough, you know, talking about Riverdale, uh, the fact that I'm sad that he's losing his powers is <laughs> like, where I know. who am I? I thought like the superpower thing was about to go away. Like I thought it was just yeah. going to be like a two episode thing. I was like, no, no, keep yeah. it. Keep it a little longer. Now I'm out here being like, what are you doing? He needs his powers. <laughs> right. <laughs> um, so anyway, then it cuts to Tabitha and um, she you find out that she found this guy um i think his name is daniel and uh he uh lost his hearing late in life as well and so she wanted him to connect with jughead to see if it, he could help with like learning sign language or try to find a way you know to kind of heal himself through this and uh jughead finally agrees and he says i'm gonna do it and he makes an appointment with him Cool. We're on the right track with with Jughead. Great. Um, then it cuts to this moment that I can't wait to talk to you about because Betty is woken up with a nice caress on the face from the one and only TBK standing over her in the FBI office. She's handcuffed to the couch. And uh, yeah, she must have dozed off. And yeah, he's like literally standing right over her. Um, and she ends up you know he ends up saying like oh you and archie are getting pretty close right now and i heard i heard that you were here because you know the explosion was in all the papers um and then the thing that really i didn't understand at all until i watched it i watched it twice and i watched it the second time around and i was like wait a minute he just leaves <laughs> like he literally yeah. is just like so happy to see you, Betty. And then he just walks away. And I was like, what? <laughs> How, why do you think that happened? And like, what was, I, I, I didn't understand it whatsoever. This crown jewel that he wants and is obsessed with, he's just going to leave her hand, like wake her up and then handcuff her. Like he didn't even have to wake her up at that point. He could have just like, we could have had a creepy moment where right. he was like observing her. And then we just kind of, like get scared and then walk like he could have walked but he just he was there and then he she she was handcuffed like perfect for the picking and he just left what was that all about i first of all that caress and saying pretty betty and that voice ruined my entire night <laughs> i hated that so much <laughs> yeah. um but it, it, you're exactly right like why 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 did why was he just like you know hey what's up bestie Peace. i'm i might hurt archie bye i'm out yeah it's <laughs> very confused why wasn't betty like maybe grabbing something with her hand that's not handcuffed and yeah. like she was just so chill about it kind she of like, like oh hey. yeah this could have been my time to capture him right and you just let him I mean, I know she was handcuffed, but 
feel like she could have tried something like even even in that particular situation because we don't find like in a couple scenes i'll talk about it but like we don't even find out how she gets out of that situation like were there keys somewhere did she end up grabbing the phone and just calling archie like what was what happened after we were just left in that moment and then we just moved on and i was like what the hell was that but but clearly the trash bag killer is enjoying the chase by betty and that's why he doesn't hurt her and also he's definitely obsessed with her because he killed glenn because he hurt betty he he hurt betty yeah right but but that's the thing at that point in time he literally could have just been like i'm gonna take you and i'm gonna put you in a (laughs) hole you know like because that's my jam with you you know right like i don't like unless there's something more nefarious happening like maybe like does he want to groom her like and make her a serial killer as well like what is his end game if it's not just being obsessed with her and wanting to keep her in a hole like this moment didn't really make much sense to me but yeah anyways i'm not sure anyways (laughs) audience ponder listeners let us know what you thought about that because i do not know why he just left her there um okay cutting to the white worm and abigail is talking to tony and she's you know she's like thomasina like you know what was her what was she like and tony kind of knows a little bit about her great-grandmother great-grand great aunt and uh abigail kind of defends her and she was like she was the best person ever um she was murdered by a pirate <laughs> like it was it was one of my one of my favorite lines like just the way it was said and tony's reaction to it she was like pirate <laughs> like what a pirate warlock pirate warlock exactly (laughs) sorry i forgot the warlock part yes oh Oh, that was so weird but also like like, (laughs) wasn't there a little bit of a harry potter reference at the beginning what part she was, was drinking the beer and she said oh, the butter tart. Beer. can you add some butter and i was yeah. like i wonder if that was like a harry potter reference maybe it was way. a harry potter reference also maybe it was a historical reference like i don't know what they used to maybe. do back then with I, the beer. I, I, I don't know either <laughs> maybe that's what they used to do just pour a little melted butter in there and call it a day oh my god oh my goodness but yeah um, good, good catch um so in that moment as she's talking to tony about this murderer this murdering pirate um fangs comes right into the shot and he's like hey baby and then he like kind of gives tony a kiss and abigail has this like visceral reaction to seeing them together and seeing fangs again because he was the murderous pirate like he was the killer the the pirate world (laughs) right um so she's kind of like what the hell's happening um and then they kind of have to catch her up because she doesn't have all of cheryl's memories so she doesn't know that they have a baby together she doesn't know that they're together um and so she kind of freaks out and then runs away um so anyway cutting to archie and betty talking about the tbk as if she wasn't handcuffed and almost murdered (laughs) and uh all she says is you know the tbk is going to be coming after you so you have to be careful especially now that your powers are not currently working and i think in this moment that's when they kind of tried to figure out like what the situation is with his powers like suddenly he lost them and um he thinks he she said i think the trigger word for her for him was she says like what is superman's kryptonite like what is your kryptonite and he's like ding ding it's the palladium which is also material 
And I was like, okay, cool. So he had it in his pocket. He like gives it to her and he says like, it's that's, that's, that must be it. That must be the reason why. Um, take it away from me and let's see what happens. Let's see if my powers come back. As she's saying that, she says, you know, you still have to keep an eye on yourself, take care of yourself. Um, and we see a shadow kind of pass in the background. So we know someone's been listening or watching. Originally, I thought it was Frank because I was like, maybe he's just like trying to keep a tab on everybody. With that ominous music in the background, though. <laughs> you never know. You never know. Um, that's very, that's a good, very good point. One, one thing I do want to ask you, because it doesn't really get resolved in this episode, but these migraines. So Betty talks about her migraines happening in this scene as well. What do you think the significance of them are? Like, what what more what more does she is she gonna be able to do? I don't know, and I'm very like confused on why she can't see the trash bag killers. Yeah, uh, aura, and I know she said he's in her blind spot, but I don't feel like that's a really good explanation. Like, it I really need isn't. more than that. Yeah. Um, it, is he just using a really good? like material trash bag like that just locks <laughs> yeah it just locks in his aura yeah. really expensive <laughs> trash bags that just blocks the aura <laughs> that, i mean you could be completely right he maybe he knows about you know like maybe he done knew about the superpowers coming i don't know it, this guy coming well, out of nowhere like who knows? Yeah. who knows okay but also um it has to be also just the guy in general because she would have seen his aura when they were doing construction together right oh yeah they could yeah because he was there he she was there as mm -hmm. well yeah putting right. her boyfriend's so hand into a vice <laughs> <laughs> yeah so i'm not i'm not sure and i'm very curious to know what exactly you know is the reason she can't see it yeah i don't know i don't know how they're going to bring that up and knowing how it ends off with jughead with his like powers ramping up by the end of the episode like what does that mean for her like is she going to be able to like do something else like i don't know like mind control like who knows and then i'll have to think about that one yeah let's theorize that i'm really interested yeah. to see like what what where this is apparently we're good at that so. yeah right <laughs> exactly um so then it cuts to jughead uh with daniel the guy who's helping him and he tells him to try to write in silence for five hours just sit by yourself and try to write so he puts him in the room we have these like very sporadic like little moments with jughead just to kind of keep his story going but he doesn't really have anything involved in the story as it kind of continues until yeah and the end at least anyway so there's that scene then it cuts to veronica and hermione talking and it's the next morning she like put together like a cute little breakfast and she asked veronica if she can have that same emotional moment minus the talk about the murder um but th she wants it on camera and this is kind of a moment where veronica reluctantly agrees at the end of it all but um you can tell that like you know there's this kind of weird ulterior motive with hermione like, what's her game at? She's kind of looking at her, like, a little bit suspiciously. How do you think that we're supposed to feel as the audience with Veronica's reaction to it while still wanting Hermione to have this, like, honest, earnest relationship with her daughter? I think that when we saw them first talk without everyone around, we were just like, oh, like, you know, Hermione isn't, you know, what we thought, you know, she's right. like, 
there's more to her than like how she's acting when the cameras are around. Mm -hmm. And then it just kind of gets you back to how you felt beforehand when they have that conversation. And it's like, okay, can we not trust Hermione after all? So I think it gives you that doubt. Yeah, yeah, for sure. Um, Anyway, we'll talk about her a little bit more later, but uh, it cuts to Abigail um, and she comes in and she is bereft. She is so positively bereft, <laughs> positively bereft about Thomasina and how, um, you know, she's with Fangs Fulgerty, the descendant of the warlock pirate. And um, Nana starts getting mad at her. She says she's not focusing on Riverdale. And that's when she says she she's like, the last thing you should be focusing on is that serpent trash. And then Abigail has her moment. She snaps mm-hmm. right out of that chair, looks dead, Nana dead in the face, says, old lady, you don't know shit. And she yeah. chucks her into a room of hay. <laughs> I do not understand that. Like, I try so hard to keep up with references, like movie references they make. Yeah. And I'm just like, is this a reference I just don't know? Yeah. Or is there more to this? Whenever I think Why of somebody being locked into a room of hay, I think of Rumpelstiltskin, where she had to yeah. like knit it into gold. But I swear to, I swear to God, if she, if the next episode we see her doing, she's just I'm out done. there knitting away. Yeah, that's it. We're got, we, we're in fairy tale land now. Like everything is a fairy tale. Oh my god. Oh my goodness. Actually, I would not put it past the Riverdale to be honest. Like now that we're talking about it, but that is ridiculous. So, yeah, she gets chucked into a room, she locks her up, and then she's like, I'll deal with Riverdale, but I'm going to get my girl back first. Goodbye. Mm-hmm. And she locks her up, and then she's gone. And Nana's, like, sitting there in hay. Like, yeah. the first thing that I thought was, like, what room has hay in it? Like, there's, like, right. they, they couldn't just put a bed in there? Like, did they just, like, I didn't understand. Like, first I thought she was going to be in the barn, but, like, mm-hmm. it didn't look like a barn. So I was like, yeah, what is this? So I, that's what made me think, like, is this, like, a reference to something that yeah. I just don't get? Because it just felt so purposeful and I just didn't get it. For sure. Yeah, I didn't get it either. Um. Anyway, so then it cuts to Jughead with Daniel again. And um, this time Daniel, because he wasn't able to write, he tells him, um, try checking out my comic like when he went deaf he drew pictures read it and see if it helps kind of inspire you as well so once again quick scene with with jughead we're moving on um and this is when veronica is chilling in her office at the casino and we get our man anatol coming right through again and uh she's like what do you want you already have your money like why are you here are you here to kill me? And he nods and he's like, yeah, actually I'm here to kill you. (laughs) And in the moment while she's like, you know, trying to figure out what the heck's happening, he says something like you American women, dot, 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 dot. And, and then she kind of is like, wait a minute. Why? Like who sent you to kill me? And just before he says his next sentence, um, Geraldo shoots him through the window but before we move on to the fact that you know like he's now dead like can we talk mm-hmm. about the fact that Geraldo has like super like physics yeah m- like shoot shooting like it went up and then it sense. went that way <laughs> like 
I, I thought about that too. I was like, there's no way that man saw that yeah. guy up there. Like you couldn't even see him there. It's like ha- how and how how like if Veronica had to walk to the window to sh- to see him, then he wasn't in the line of sight <laughs> at all. No. <laughs> anyway, I just thought it was funny when I watched it back the second time. I was like. How in the world did he shoot him with a perfect shot through that window right. and she couldn't even see him? So, yeah, I don't know. Maybe Geraldo also has superpowers. At this point, I would not put it past him. Um, Makes him even more sus. Even so. more sus, for sure. So, anyway, Geraldo decides to help with disposing the body. He kind of just goes right into work mode. Um, and Veronica says, like, oh, maybe it was Hermosa who, mm-hmm. you know, she must have been the one who sent him. Uh, she's probably really pissed at me. Um, and then that's when Geraldo's like, because you killed your father? So he kind of exposes that he knows about the dad. Um, but then he goes on to say that Abolita doesn't know anything um, because he tries to protect her from all the shit that's happening in the family. Um, and he does say something really interesting and now that we have this kind of big theory about her you know Geraldo and Abuelita he says no person is just one thing and like when I first watched it I was like oh that's so sad you know like Veronica's already going through it she's hearing it now like you know it's not black and white like everybody has a great great area in their lives um but now I'm like is he kind of cluing in that he knew and he's kind of judging her to a degree as well. Like, I don't know now. I don't know, like, what his play right. is. And he says that Abuelita does not know anything. Right. But I, I'm starting to think that maybe Geraldo, um, he's just her shooter man yeah. guy. Like, like she assassin. just like her. Yeah, right. Yeah. Um, and also, how did he find out that Veronica did that? Yeah. No one else in the family knew. Like, and they're all part of that, like, underworld. Like, there were tons of people there yeah. from Hiram's life. And so, like, how is he privy to this information? That's is a- Hermione, like, in it too and told him? Right, right, exactly. So, that's, I wrote down questions. I was like, first of all, was it Hermosa? Do you believe that it was actually Hermosa? Was it Hermione? No. Do you think that it was maybe Hermione? Or do you think it was Abolita? Like, he says she he says women american women and the f- the first two that came to my mind were hermione and hermosa but she says hermosa so i was like i don't know about that one yeah i i would like to hope that hermione would never do something to kill like her that daughter. though yeah. i don't think veronica needs that no i don't think that she yeah. needs another you know parent trying to murder her but yeah no but do maybe a think, grandmother though yeah maybe the grandma maybe the grandma i think that that sounds like a better theory at this moment right um all right moving on to jughead finishing the comic and uh he's kind of inspired so he tries to write again or type again on his typewriter but instead he he, he pulls out the piece of paper and starts drawing a rectangle and then he starts to draw um and then in his monologue he talks about how he starts to see his writing in, in more of a visual way. And I kind of got excited, which is weird I because I was like, oh, my God, he's becoming a comic book writer. Like mm-hmm. this whole story is going to become him, 
you know, becoming the writer of Riverdale, the comic or whatever it might be. And I was it like, it feels so full circle. Yes. I love a full circle and the way it's that very it kind of on brand. Yeah, yeah. I thought it was I great. I loved it. Yeah. And then Tabitha is so happy. She writes, I love it <laughs> on, a, on a little note card. <laughs> and he kisses her and thanks her for like sticking by, by him this whole time. So sweet. Um, so then it cuts to Archie and he's at home, you know, working away and doing his thing. And the same guy who found the palladium in the first uh, beginning of the episode, um, he's like, hey, like I found a, another piece. And Archie's like, oh, my God, amazing. Um, and then in that moment, he's like, whack. He hits him over the head. He hits Archie over the head and he drags him away. Were you gagged? Were you shocked? I audibly gasped. Like, I did not expect it for one second because, like, when we first saw the guy, I was thinking to myself, like, oh, this is so sweet. He didn't take the Palladium when he could have. Like, that's so nice of him. And then I thought it was another sweet little construction guy moment. And then he just whacked him. And I was just like, what? Yeah. So that took me by surprise. I was pretty shocked by that, too. I was like, holy, they, like, really just went in there. But now we know what the TBK looks like. And, like, that's kind of answering a few questions for us because we were like, who is it? Was it Glenn? It's not Glenn. And now we know it was some kind of just uh, he seems like we don't really know much more about him, but we know what he looks like. So how do you feel about the fact that, like, the TBK is now officially, like, unmasked? Well, I feel like it makes sense that it was someone we didn't know because this was someone who was in, uh, like Betty's life, wherever, like sh- in Betty's Chicago life in uh, Quantico, it, yeah, <laughs> Quantico in Virginia. Um, yes. So I was like, okay, th- so it's not going to be someone from Riverdale. But as time went on, I kept thinking, like, well, maybe it is. And then, like last week, out everybody had convinced me it was Dr. Curdle Jr., and I was extremely <laughs> upset, and I just believed it. And so I'm so relieved, relieved you're like that my man goodness. is not bad yeah he's a, he's a um, good guy so i'm okay with him um being unmasked now because clearly they're setting up for there to be you know some wild chase between tbk right. and betty now so right. exactly. i'm interested to see that that it doesn't end when he's unmasked like it normally does yeah usually like, you're like that's normally how it is yeah that's true so that's a really good i'm point. interested to see that aspect of it yeah um anyway so he gets dragged away then it cuts to betty um getting a call that the tbk is in an alleyway or he he they saw him in an alleyway and that she needs to go check it out which i guess makes sense now that like you know her posters of a guy in a trash bag like keep an eye out for this guy um it all connects to this moment which is still stupid to me but sure it it worked for it worked for her (laughs) she just ran right there so she goes all the way down the alley this guy with a trash bag on his head is at the end of the alley and right before she gets to him he's like don't shoot i was asked to wear this and um he was told to tell the person uh, a blonde lady to check the trash can so she goes to the nearby trash can she knocks him down and sure enough glenn's body parts are now being recovered and she's like i think he's dead now like it's over that was his leg like it's 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 done (laughs) that's his arm um it's the end yeah it's the end for him 
Um, then it cuts to Veronica's eulogy, and she has this really great scene, and I don't really want to skirt over it, but that's really all we see is like this moment where she has this eulogy, and she's talking about how shitty shitty her dad was but also that she like you know she couldn't stop loving him and she apologizes for the fact that she will always love her daddy kins that's like her last line even when she says like even when i don't want to and yeah. i thought it was a really sweet emotional eulogy it's almost something that you would think of when you think of someone who like you love to hate in real life <laughs> like if yeah. i were to write their eulogy what would i say i don't want to be disrespectful but i also want to make it known that they were a piece of shit person right but also they're dead so i kind of love them still yeah <laughs> that's exactly the energy that i was channeling from that from that scene i think it was i think it was like the perfect eulogy for Hiram lodge yeah. like perfect um i i, I did kind of laugh a little um when she went from yeah he tried to kill everyone but you know what he was a state champion wrestler in high school like <laughs> like don't forget everything. that yeah yeah <laughs> but overall it was it was a really good one and it showed how much she's like grappling with you know loving him but also like not condoning what he's done right. and exactly. it was just like it was it was very good yeah, I loved it. I thought it was fantastic. And um, yeah, it was it. That was the moment that I think that I was like, OK, if Hiram is dead officially, I'll be OK with it because I feel like there's we got that moment. And I think actually yeah. the voice note was the real moment that I was like, all right, let's close this book on Hiram. Um, but mm -hmm. this was the first piece to it. And uh, it shows Reggie have a moment kind of like a change of heart with how he sees Veronica as well. He has like. Charles Melton did like a silent tear running down his face when she says, mm -hmm. you know, I love you even when I don't love you. Um, and so it just kind of resolves itself by the end of this uh, episode. Um, but anyway, so that we have that scene, then it cuts to Archie tied up. Um, I just really want to quickly talk about this one shot. I know that I know I never usually get this granular, but like, I thought the shot was really, really cool. And even watching it the second time, I was like, this was such a cool shot because it shows him on a pole, but the shot mm -hmm. is like almost dizzying. So for a second, I was like, are they hanging Archie? Like just the way it was oh visually God. shot felt very, mm -hmm. very aggressive. And then it kind of zoomed out and I was like, oh, sh okay. Like at least he's on the ground, but it was a really scary shot. To yeah. See, like Archie completely out and his head hanging down. I was like, oh my God, like this could be a serious situation. But anyways. Still a serious situation because he's tied up in his attic and the TBK is wearing his mask and he's super, super excited to chop up Archie. He's like, I'm going to kill you. I know that that palladium, you know, messes with you. So I'm super excited to chop you up now that your flesh is all delicious. And he talks uh, about the flesh. And it was yeah, a, it was a lot. He was a little too excited and it. I did yeah. not like that one bit. Yeah, nope. for sure. He was like, yeah, I can't wait to cut you into little chunks. Yeah, basically. <laughs> um, the the one thing, one thing that I thought about was he didn't gag him, right? So he could have easily screamed in this 
neighborhood like you always like whenever i think about the setting i'm always like you didn't take him to like a barn or like an abandoned you know factory like you took him back to his house like upstairs very, where it's very true half of it's blown off like right you know, like, anybody could have heard him anybody could have heard him so anyway and and then even how this scene kind of ends i was also like how do they not catch him anyways um our girl Alice comes in in like like the moment right before he's about to saw his hand off or something, and she comes in with Bingo. Thank goodness for her. She says like Bingo has been annoying me. He ch he chewed up my kitten heels. Like get him out of my house. And Archie basically under the threat of his throat getting slit and the TBK basically saying like I will kill her now if you do not get rid of her. Um, and he says like go just leave and she leaves bingo with him and then she closes the door and um in this moment that's when bingo kind of comes up the stairs and pushes our man tbk out the window in a perfect 10 out of 10 drop like what did you think of that moment we love bingo i loved that moment um it's just it's love so bingo. insane and I just, I loved that he, Bingo had his moment, you know, he, you know, he, he, he had four broken legs and they healed over the span of three days. And now he's pushing serial killers out of a house. Give him Iconic. the award. Iconic. Um, but also I was thinking like a little too hard about this, but I was like, okay, so Alice unhooks him and is walking back to her house. Yeah. She could she could have seen TBK flying out of there. Possibly all, grabbed him. I don't know. That's all I'm saying. All I'm saying is if you're gonna do it in a nice little suburban neighborhood where the walls are currently paper thin, he right. could have easily even in that moment, instead of being like, Good job, bingo, he could have been like, Hey, someone just flew out the window, like grab him, like I'm upstairs, like anything. Right. Like it was just. I don't even know how he got untied. Yeah, yeah, I, we were just never. Oh, gonna maybe know. he kicked. Maybe he kicked the palladium away, maybe. so he was. He had a strength back. Yeah, who knows? I don't know. Actually, I do have a question about that. Now that we're kind of getting to the end of it, is it confirmed that the palladium is the thing that's affecting him? Because like, they don't really ever say like he never says the next day like, oh, I got my powers back today like. The, the palladium was the issue. It was just a theory. Yeah. So that like is, that is true. But, I, I guess we don't really know if that's yeah. actually what it is. That would I, be like a good little plot twist of it not being it. And it was something else this whole time. Right. Because what that's if Betty what, is. Yeah. <laughs> oh, that would be crazy. Mm -hmm. Um, but yeah, because like even just thinking about how the kind of the three superheroes, or I should say four, can't forget Bingo, mm -hmm. but the three of them are kind of going through like an evolution to a degree. Like, you know, Jughead has this, you know, he's by the end of the episode, he has something new. Betty's having these headaches that like we don't really know what they mean. That one sounds sounds a little bit more debilitating, but so does Archie, um, you know, losing his power. So like. 
I don't know. Maybe oh. there is something connected to what you just said. I know you we were kind of joking about it, but like yeah. maybe they are each other's kryptonite. Like being together is what's oh making God. them affected. The oh. bugheads would be so excited. The bugheads and the barchies would be crying. So like let's maybe <laughs> let maybe let's not do that for this podcast because we're both big barchie fans, but Oh yeah. <laughs> Um, but anyway. also, maybe their powers are morphing into something else because Jughead just got this power all the time. Yeah, exactly. So, but I, I want to know what that is. Like, what is what's mm-hmm. more than being indestructible? Like, I don't yeah, even. Know I know. Um, anyway, so cutting to Hermione with Veronica, she says bye. Thank you for everything. Um, and this is when Veronica goes upstairs and she talks to Reggie. And she says, thank you so much for coming. No one from the group even showed up to the memorial. They must have all been busy. That was an interesting. It makes sense. But it was an interesting call out for her to just say it and kind of just keep it moving. Because I was like, do you care? Do you not care? Are you upset about it? Like, or is this just like something that you would think of in high school? You're like, you didn't come to my dad's, you know, funeral, even though he tried to kill you three times. But like, it was interesting that like that wasn't like she just says it and yeah. she kind of just keeps moving i i guess maybe she just understands that i mean what hiram has done to the gang since he got to riverdale yeah. the first time and she just understands also i just wonder like if if they were just like oh we're not going like there's no way we're not going or they're just wrapped up in their own their own sh- like Archie literally almost got chopped up into pieces like right. five minutes ago. Like Betty's out here just trying to find a serial killer. Jughead mm-hmm. is literally he's gone deaf and he's dealing with his yeah. own shit. So like, mm-hmm. I get why they weren't there, but the call out was interesting to me because I'm like, why are you making that a thing? Are we supposed to be worried about that or concerned? But if anything, it just goes to show how separate. And we've said this so many times on this podcast, but like how separate veronica's story is and has become from the rest of the characters like i know we even said with jughead he's kind of doing his own thing but when you see this these two characters of the core four the two centralized characters barchie and uh, or archie and betty you're like everyone is so separate like veronica is like on the other side like right not even she doesn't know there's a serial killer around she has no like details like she is she doesn't know anything so it makes me i and i'm i'm a part of me feels glad because i just want her to get a really good meaty story but mm-hmm. also i'm kind of sad because we grew to love the fact that they all kind of come together by the end of it and work together on solving something and right the fact that she doesn't know that like one of her best friends was you know like being pet by a murderer and the other her ex-boyfriend was almost chopped up like and her other friend uh, has gone deaf. Like, it doesn't feel like she's even checking in with them, you know? Right. And I know her dad just died, but she was the one that put the hit on him. So, like, are we supposed to feel bad for her when she should be checking in on her friends who've, like, gone through something really traumatic as well? Like, I don't know. Yeah, it is very odd that she really is so removed from everyone. Like, yeah. at least the other three have some connection in some way but like there's no connection to veronica um like she's not getting a power i'm assuming (laughs) she's not getting a superpower (laughs) i guess well also um cheryl's kind of removed too in a way but not honestly not as much as veronica like there's literally nothing connecting 
at all to anything yeah um i mean at least she has reggie though <laughs> at least she's By got reggie side. and at least he's yeah. kind of like doing his thing with her yeah for sure without they that, got that casino to deal with make that money then i guess you know <laughs> Um, with, uh, you know, with that being said, Reggie does say like, you know, I didn't realize your relationship. I shouldn't have been judging your relationship with your dad. I support you 100%. I love you. And they have a really cute veggie moment, which is really cute. I, I enjoy mm -hmm. that. I then, of course, Geraldo comes right in at the very end of that scene. And he says, by the way, I have a recording for you. Um, he does it was on the like it was on Anatole's body, I guess, right? Is that was that the right. assumption? Mm -hmm. Um of Hiram's final moments. So number one, he's already listened to it because he's like, you should listen to it. Um yeah. but the second thing was now that you've taught we've talked about this, you know, throughout this episode, like who is Geraldo for real? This is sus to me. Like he has he happens to have a recording of right. Hiram's final words where Hiram sounds perfectly normal and he he's does. like, hello, this is my last thing that I'm going to do before I die. Like, he doesn't sound in any distress. No, he doesn't. That is a very good, yeah. like, observation. I... Yeah, that that is definitely suspect. So now I'm like, now that we've talked about, it, I'm just like, maybe there is more to this. Maybe Geraldo is on is in on this. Maybe Abuelita is in on this, and like maybe mm -hmm. Hiram is in fact alive. Like I don't know, but, right? Um, yeah. Anyway, moving on to one of the last scenes, Betty and Archie talking. Betty decides that she's going to be leaving Riverdale to get TBK to follow her out, and then she'll circle back and. Um, I think it makes like a, it, it sounds like a good enough plan for her to like kind mm -hmm. of get her, get him out of there. Um, right. they, they kiss and, um, yeah, they have a cute little Barchi moment, which I was, which I was happy about. I was like, Barchi. I, yeah. I noticed a little thing from that scene though, yeah. that I was like, oh, that's cool. Um, so as like a true crime fan, um, and yeah, yeah. I, I noticed that Betty said, I didn't realize when I was watching, but when she said it in the last scene, when she said, the construction's guy the construction guy's name was Dennis. Dennis, yes. Um so there's a serial killer in, in real life called BTK and his name is Dennis Raider. And so that's oh. like a play on that serial killer in real life. His name's Dennis and they're both Dennis. Did they do TBK and BTK? So did he do something similar? Like is was he that kind of serial killer? No, it's Okay. It his so btk stands for uh buying torture kill so it's a little uh, different God. um but it's a play on that actual serial killer so i thought that was really interesting. cool interesting yeah yeah for sure tbk there you go wow yeah true crime really works out for you when you listen to those <laughs> yeah you're like i found that nugget <laughs> um anyway yes so barchi has that moment really cute Veronica gets to listen to Hiram's recording um, and it's a really sad montage of like all of the at, like you know all the way up until like the first time we ever see Hiram um, and he's kind of talking over in this very dramatic like you know sequence of events that happen her graduation and the rum business and he mentions how they had that little spat and he's leaving the rum business to her and um there's a lot of really sweet moments and earnest moments that I was just like, oh, 
I miss Mark Hiram. <laughs> like in that right? moment, I did miss him for sure. I definitely got emotional. Yeah. Um, just like a little tear, maybe. Maybe. I, it, tear. I, I think I started like it was like I was feeling the same way Veronica did. It was a bittersweet feeling totally. of like Hiram was awful, and it's like it was time for him to not be the big bad anymore. Right. At the same time, it's like. Mark was so great. He was so great at being like. Bad, I don't I want him to be gone. I know. I know. So I, it's a weird feeling. For sure. For sure. But it was definitely a nice kind of like way to end it off. Because if I, I feel like if they didn't have that moment where we got to hear his voice, I really would have been like, "There's no way he's dead." Now I'm like yeah. 95% sure he's dead. But that five percent, I'm going to hold on to. I, yeah, I'm definitely like teetering it's either he's like really dead or he's not i don't know there's there's like explanations for both sides for sure for sure yeah with that said and while i have you on the pod i have to ask you know we found out this week as well that riverdale got renewed for a seventh season um but we also heard from our girl lily reinhardt months ago where she kind of alluded to the fact that it could be the final season of Riverdale. Number one, how do you feel about that? And number two, um, now that now knowing that knowing that information that it could could possibly be true, how would how do you think Hiram would fall into the next part of this story if if you don't think that it's over for him? Okay, so I. I definitely expected Riverdale to when Lily said season seven would probably be the last one. It makes sense. You know, how much more can we do? And also I'm sure the actors want to move on to other things. So I definitely, I was hoping for at least another season and I mean, they haven't said it's the final one. They haven't. Yeah. But I'm, I'm still assuming here that it is. And it's gonna be really sad. Really, really it's, sad. I know. I know. I mean, I, I'll, I'll still be posting, but it's just gonna be really, really sad, and I'm not ready <laughs> right now. Yeah. Um, at all. For sure. But um, yeah. So I, I, I was really excited that it's that we still get another season at least. Mm-hmm. Um, so Hiram, that's a that's a really good question because, really, what more could he do if he is still alive? Yeah. Yeah. Because, like you said, I mean, it seemed like a, everything was a good send off. How can we do that again? Exactly. You know, exactly. So there, there is that. There is that moment. Like maybe I just need to. Maybe I'm just in denial. I'm trying to move on. Yeah, I know. I know. <laughs> Trust me. I think we're all a little bit in denial for sure. So you're not the only one. But yeah. Because if he if he does come back, I mean. What's he going to do? Like, exactly. is it just going to be like how it was? <laughs> yeah. Or is he going to come back kind of reformed and been like, I've been away. I just wanted to like sit on an island for a little bit and get away from everything. Maybe he has a beard business. or something. <laughs> Maybe he's got a beard. Yeah, exactly. Maybe he had three kids with Kelly Ripa. We don't know. We don't know what's going yeah, on. Yeah, right. Um, anyway, sorry. Just wanted to put that in there really quickly before we finish yeah. up. So. One of the last scenes we see is at Thornhill and Cheryl's uh, Cheryl is in the reflection of the mirror with Abigail and she's pounding on it 
until Abigail is like, we'll have no more of that, I think. And she breaks the mirror and walks away. And then Britta kind of sees this interaction happen and, and she's like, oh, there's there is something happening here. Um, so I guess going back to what we were talking about before, does that mean that Cheryl's kind of like in her body? Is she stuck in that particular mirror? Is she, you know, we didn't get a lot more past the fact that we see a glimpse of Cheryl in a mirror for a second. Mm-hmm. So I, I think it gives us the hope that Cheryl is still there because Nana Rose was just like, she doesn't exist anymore. Right. You know, so right. I think it was just like, oh, thank God, like she's still there. Yes. You know, just trapped. She's just trapped. She's not in the air. Yeah. Yeah. And then the final big moment of the episode, uh, the fi- you know, the final scene is Jughead's drawing and Tabitha sitting on the couch. And um, you hear Tabitha say, uh, you know, Jughead's in focus, but you hear Tabitha say, I wonder if I, uh, you know, turned off the oven. And then he turns around. And he's like, did you say something? And she kind of shakes her head. No. And then again, uh, it turned like you know he turns around and you hear her, her say like did I lock the door I'm not really sure if I locked the door and then that's when he kind of realizes like did you say that you you know were you thinking this and she was like yeah so it's interesting because that was one of the theories that were kind of floating around I think even NB said it last episode like maybe it's going to come to a point where he has mm-hmm. to you know, he's an empath. He thinks about things. He needs to learn how to connect to people to be the better writer. Sorry. Like, that makes sense to me. What did you think about that ending? Well, well, I screamed because I was like, oh, my God, I actually, like, tweeted something that actually happened. Yeah, yeah. Because I, I was, I'm never right about things. So I was just <laughs> like, I was like, oh, my God, I was finally right about something. Yeah. But now that. Like it's now that we know that it's like that, I have so many thoughts. Like, yeah, is he going to be listening into Percival Pickens' thoughts for what he wants to do with the town? Ooh. Is he going to think of other people's thoughts and write it in his graphic novel or in the newspaper because he writes for the newspaper now? Good like, point. what is going to happen he, with all this do now? With that power, yeah, right. for sure. I'm like super excited about that. Yeah, the one thing, like, obviously, you know, I think we're all now on the train of like yay powers let's go yeah but at the same time whenever you introduce something supernatural like this you always want to make sure that they root it in like believability to a degree Mm -hmm. right like to your point if he's sitting there and percival's in the corner like drumming up all these ideas of how to destroy riverdale i would want jughead to be the first person to realize that instead of archie trying to come up with an idea and this and like you know like this convoluted way when now that you have powers you should be able to be like okay let's go from point a to point b a little bit faster because we're using the powers that we just got right because i feel like sometimes they introduce powers and then they're like oh we're still gonna do this like don't worry we're still gonna confuse everybody and do all the stupid things anyway Mm -hmm. so that that's a really good point i hope that jughead does use it or i'm interested to see what he ends up using it for right All right. Well, this is a long pod, so thanks for sticking (laughs) around. But let's get into our recap roundups before we finish this episode. Recap roundups. Best Best moment. So, Macy, what was your best moment? Best moment was finding out that Jughead uh, can read people's minds because, like I said before, I'm never right with theories. (laughs) And came through. 
the excitement I felt when that happened at the very end yes. was just like through the roof and everyone was tweeting me like you were right Good job. you had your yeah. Raven Baxter moment I was like, yes. <laughs> that's amazing that's amazing um my best moment was I put down three because and they're all involving Veronica and her story one the first one was Hermione talking to Veronica at the table with the cameras away like that moment where she says how she didn't think that Veronica loved her the eulogy I thought was beautiful. And then Veronica listening to the tape of Hiram. I think that Cammy really shined this episode acting wise. And, you know, even Marisol Nichols. Like, I think that the emotion that came through uh, of losing someone that you have conflict with and then having to speak at a eulogy for them. Like, all those things are right. so interesting to watch. And I think that Cammy nailed it. And it was, they were fantastic. So, it was so good. Fantastic moments. WTF moment. What was your WTF moment? <laughs> well, finding out who TBK was, because like I said, I like, I gasped. Like, I literally had a reaction to it. And yeah. also, Bingo pushing him out the house. <laughs> <laughs> was just such a good moment like yeah. I, I really didn't know how he was going to get out of that situation and then when I saw Bingo with Alice I was like this is it this is the Bingo's going to get his moment so Amazing. it was just like oh my god that's yeah. crazy but I love it yeah um my WTF moment was TBK not kidnapping Betty like I was mentioning right. in the beginning of the episode like why did that not happen I don't understand MVP um who's your MVP I think we both have the same one because it's Tabitha. Oh, it is Tabitha. Yes, it right. is. For being like the best supportive the best. girlfriend ever. Ever of all time. Like she is literally the best character um, yeah. for Jughead. She really like pulls through for him. And um, I loved her this episode. I know she didn't have like significant dialogue or moments, but she's a fantastic actress to begin with. Yeah. And then just seeing how much she supports Jughead through this moment is was just like very heartwarming to watch so yes right. mvp yes lvp who is your lvp uh nana rose and purple pickens all right i just know that's just gonna be a lot to something's gonna be what do you think his his big thing is gonna be outside of you know you said getting rid of the serpents but like what what angle is he playing because he's playing kind of like a i'm an innocent new new person uh, british, man, yeah. british man yeah british man I'm sorry, if a British person comes to Riverdale, I'm going to be a little sus there. Yeah, I would be too. Um, <laughs> but uh, I really don't know. He's so mysterious yeah. right now. Yeah. He hasn't given any clue, but I think when Jughead hears his thoughts, we'll get more of an idea I hope we of why that. he's there. I hope we get that, for sure. And yes, I agree with you. Nana, come on, girl. Like, get it together. I also, you know, I, I don't know if we talked about it 100% in the last episode with NB, but this episode i'm like what did cheryl do to you that you made her like you know like she she was right. like such a second thought and she was like yep my granddaughter is now in the middle of nowhere i don't care because right. i wanted a ghost like why like i don't i didn't understand yeah. what cheryl had done to her to make her deserve that you know i think nana rose is just being selfish right now right she so just she like, just wants she wants riverdale back right and that's Back all in the day, about. she wants the old times make uh, make Riverdale yeah. great again. You know. Oh Lord, no! <laughs> <laughs> the, the best, best line. line. All right, what was your best line? 
I'm positively bereft. Oh, I don't know yes. why, but I loved that part <laughs> so much. I loved her in that scene where she's like completely dramatic and then yes. she turns around and snaps back at Nana. It was such a like big ups to Madeline Patch for just being phenomenal as well. She was great. She's so great. Um, my best line is that l- final thing that we hear from Hiram. I said, adios mija. Te quiero mucho. Like, I was so sad when I heard it because I was like, he got the miha in there. And that yeah. was like, you know, it's it was just like a, a perfect shout out to Hiram and Mark and Suelos. And it was just a sad moment for me, for sure. All right. We're almost done. We're getting to our listener roundups. At Shoney5 on it. Best moment. Cheryl, Abigail flirting with Tony. That was a really cute moment. Uh, worst moment, Fangs coming to kiss Tony in front of Cheryl. Big dick move. <laughs> um, WTF moment, Abigail pushing and locking up Nana Rose. Well, yeah, we were like, what the hell? Um, MVP, Shoni and Jabitha. P.S., controversial yet brave. P.S., Barchi are kind of boring. I don't know. I'm not feeling them. So, I don't know what you want to do with that information, Macy, but let's just keep moving. Um, best line, Jughead calling Tabitha Tabby. True. That was very had, cute. She didn't have a nickname before. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Ad Mackenzie Burns says best moment, the Betty and Archie scene in the beginning in the kitchen as she tries to crush his hand, uh, showing how playful they are. I thought that was really cute. Yeah, for sure. Mm-hmm. WTF moment, Dennis, aka TBK, lurking in Archie's house at night, and Abigail with Tony acting all suspicious. MVP, bingo for saving his master. Call out to bingo. Um, LVP, Anatol the Assassin. True. He Very was true. an LVP this episode. Um, best line, what's your weakness, Superman? What's your kryptonite? And then finally, we have at Oreo Cookie D1 saying best moment, Hermione Lodge returning. Worst moment, the TBK just casually strolling into the FBI office with Glenn's <laughs> ID. Do they not have security camp footage? That was a good question. <laughs> oh, so true. Um, best line, Alice and her heels. WTF moment, Abigail locking up Nana Rose. MVP, Tabitha supporting her boyfriend. Oh, and bingo, saving the day made me laugh. I'm sorry, but this was too much. Bingo kill. Oh my God. (laughs) So cute. Very true. So good. Um, So finally, I would like to thank the, uh, take this time to thank our patrons of the episode, our Rewinder squad, White and Nicole, our Lit Rewinders, Tina Ann, Soleil, Kate, and our Mommy Rewinders and Daddy Rewinder, Becca, Sarah, Tamala, Grace, and Cliff. If you would like to join our Patreon family, check us out at patreon.com slash recap underscore rewind and finally finally a huge huge thank you to our guests of the pod miss macy thank you so much for filling in for mb thank you so much for having me i always have a blast when i'm on here i'm so happy and i know that we kept you a little bit longer tonight but i think that it was (laughs) worth the conversation like i said i love chatting with you and catching up so i i love hearing your theories and I, i always have a great time with you so thanks for coming back on I was so happy to come back. <laughs> All right. Um, 
so everyone make sure you guys are checking us out on all of our socials instagram twitter youtube facebook you can also find us on google Podcasts, spotify and itunes like subscribe follow review and comment to stay engaged with us at recap rewind macy where can they find you on the socials you can find me on twitter and instagram at no context rvd they're both the same now so that's great yeah congrats that's awesome that's a good good catch absolutely all right that's that's it everyone thanks for listening bye